Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I am Melissa Mason. And we have been told to go rogue today. (laughs) I actually feel a little bit scared. We usually have a little script that we'll read from Not Today. No, you did go a bit rogue with your tone. You (laughs) were like... Welcome to the spill. Just like putting on like my some best jazz hands in sunny there. self, which is not <laughs> natural. So I'm trying. <laughs> You're like, I'm a dark, sad person. Laura always says my soul is dark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which like, I think most people would be offended by, but I kind of wear as like a proud badge. It's like I'm a like, tiny yeah. little golem inside your heart. <laughs> well, I was like an emo child as a teen. So it's just like, I like to project dark mysterious. I love people that had an emo era. You have the best photos from when you were a teenager. No, oh, never, (laughs) ever, ever will they see the light of day. But hey, today, it is a big one, Mm -hmm. huge, huge show. We're going to be talking about the interview that everyone is talking about, Hayley Bieber on Call Her Daddy. So Hayley is talking in depth about her marriage to Justin Bieber, but the biggest headlines are naturally about the controversy and speculation that surrounded the relationship timeline and his ex, Selena Gomez. So we're going to get into that, but first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Sean Penn is coming to Australia again to film a new series for Stan. He's the latest big name attached to a satirical comedy called Court, but it's like spelt like MASH, like C oh, star thing. Okay. What are they called? Asterix? Don't ask me. I have no idea. Star thing. You know what I'm talking about, everybody. <laughs> C star thing, A star thing, etc., etc. You get it. It's a series created by Kit Gurry, who you definitely remember as Super Hot Jacob Coot. <gasps> I'm looking for Ella Brandy. Oh my Never God, forget. Yes. He's like so much older than that now, and he's done so many other things. Like he was in Edge of Tomorrow with he'll never escape it with Tom Cruise but he'll never escape it I'll never let him escape it so he has created and written this show and it according to Deadline, follows four Australian soldiers sent on a secret mission to a war-torn country where they're mistaken for Americans, captured and forced to produce a hostage video that then goes viral. So, of course, they become celebrities and they realise that being caught might just be the best thing that could have happened to them. So it's a big sort of take on celebrity culture and, like, viral, viral fame and all of that. I'm here for this. Sean starring alongside some Hollywood heavy hitters. We've got Matthew Fox signing on. We've got Aussies who have made it really big in the States, like Bella Heathcote, Brian Brown, Lincoln Yunus, and Rebecca Breeds. Court is currently in production and will grace screens in 2023. Look in what might be a record turnaround. There is already a film about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial in the works, and we have a trailer. All rise. Court is now in session. 
Miss Hurd has defamed Mr. Depp by calling him an abuser. Look, man, look what she said about me. It's day one of the Depp versus Hurd defamation trial. Though the fans are showing support for both sides, there's clearly a favorite here. The drug use and the medications had gotten so bad, and it scared me. Girl just wants some attention. It didn't happen. This is not life. No one should have to go through this. I'm so tired of this, I can't keep doing it. This trial, it's about the truth. It did tell the truth. I have the right to say what happened to me. We listen to her lies, her allegations. Your Honor, may we introduce the next tape? Can't wait to see what's next. I mean, as you can tell, this is not a big budget Hollywood movie. It's been made by a company called Tubi. I've never even heard of it, which I feel is not a good sign given my job. It's not a good sign. There's absolutely no big name stars. The trailer is giving Lifetime midday movie at best. Like, you know, this isn't really a fancy bells and whistles film, but that's kind of not the point, right? Like, how is there already a movie being made about this trial? We live in an era where, like, Anything that happens then becomes dramatised and turned into a TV show. Like, Mm. even the most random things. This was playing out like a TV show in real life, so I don't feel like it needs to be dramatised. Like, it was dramatised enough by TikTok and Twitter and social media just generally when it was playing out. We don't need this. Like, no one needs this film. No one needs this film, but at the same time, you can totally see why they've done this because it did play out that way. It will get the views, which really revolts me because I'm really off the way that we are turning like real life trauma into entertainment so quickly. Mm. And like there's such a fine line with this stuff because it's the same with the House of Hammer documentary, which is about Army Hammer, obviously, and the allegations against him. Mm -hmm. And there have been reports of women involved who were like, I wasn't consulted about this or I felt pressured Mm -hmm. in, in the filming of this documentary. So there's a lot of talk about this and I also, I don't know how I feel about it because on the one hand I'm like, okay, I do think there is a place for fictionalised mm-hmm. stories about real-life events. I, for example, I only recently rewatched this, The Impossible, which is a fictionalised but based on fact film about the Boxing Day tsunami. It stars mm-hmm. Naomi Watts. It's incredible and it really, I think, when I watch it, it makes me realise the gravity of that event, how many people it affected, you know, to a way where the news can't, mm-hmm. it can't express yeah. that for you. So I do think there is a place for this kind of film, but not this soon. There seems to be a line where it goes from entertainment into like exploitation. Mm. And I don't know where that line is. Like I cannot verbalise it. I feel like it's a feeling. Yeah. Like with this Johnny Depp thing, I'm like, Ick, like yeah. immediate ick, this is not good. Other ones, I think you have to interrogate a little bit more, like who's making it? Who's behind it? Who have they consulted? Do they have permission or, you know, like have they spoken to victims or victims' families and that sort of thing? And I think it's a case-by-case basis. And also like whatever the crime is or whatever the situation is. Mm. Like, for example, I'm thinking Dharma, which is one of the biggest shows mm-hmm. on Netflix at the moment, is getting a lot of hate I read a Guardian review that called it like the most exploitative TV show of all time. Yes. And I I think that that has crossed a line. Maybe I have a biased take because I don't like true crime, whereas I know that's a very popular genre. But Dharma is, even just reading about it, I can understand why it will be exploitative. It's so weird because I love true crime. Like I live for true crime. I'm the same as Dharma. I haven't watched it. I think Ryan Murphy being behind it immediately, I was like, 
for some reason it sent red flag for me. It's very divided, I think, commentary on it. On one hand, people are like, no, it's really centering on the victims who were all people of colour or yes. at, at least predominantly people of colour and really, like, he has said he wanted to give them a voice. But then you've got families of the victims saying, we weren't consulted about this at all. We don't want this dragged back up again. There have been multiple movies and documentaries about Dharma already. We don't need another one. So it is really hard. It's like, where do we sit with this? But it's definitely a conversation that's been happening now. And the more and more we get these fictionalized takes mm. on, you know, real life events coming out and particularly crime events or courtroom events, that conversation's been at the forefront. Okay, so yesterday, 2pm, when I tell you I ran to Spotify (laughs) because the Call Her Daddy podcast episode that had been teased for a couple of days featuring Hayley Bieber talking at length for the first time about Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Oh my gosh. What a weird turn of events. Weird, weird that this was happening. I was like, why is this happening? I don't know, but I love it. Exactly. So Hayley Bieber and Justin Bieber have been married for four years and... That's quite a long time, but Mm. throughout the entire four years, there's been this cloud over their relationship and something that gets rehashed quite regularly because there's a very questionable timeline in regards to their relationship, Justin's relationship with his ex, Selena Gomez. Mm. And this is when Hayley came out and said, you know, for the first time I'm going to talk about this and I'm never going to talk about it again. Right. So I guess let's start with the major headline, which is this questionable timeline. Were you ever with Justin romantically at the same time as her? No, not not one time. When him and I started hanging out, like, okay, let's just put it this way. Mm-hmm. When him and I ever started, like, hooking up or, like, anything of that sort, he was not ever in a relationship, ever, at any point. I would never, it's not my character to mess with someone's relationship. I would just never do that. I was raised better than that. I'm not interested in doing that and I never was. Can I already just say something? Mm -hmm. She changes her word there. She says, when we were hanging out and then she goes, let me rephrase, when we were hooking up. So mm, were you hanging out when he was with Selena? And I don't want to feed into that narrative because I actually just think they were all so young. Yes. You were probably all just, like, confused. It was very clear that Justin and Selena were, like, on, off, on, off, had a lot of residual, like, baggage from their relationship. And, you know, those relationships when you're in your early 20s, my God. Like, it totally makes sense if there's crossover from, like, a hanging out perspective. It's just interesting that she changes her words there because I think she's definitely, you can feel that she's trying to control what TikToks are going to come out of this podcast and all Mm. of that, right? And that is something that she talks about a lot. So there's about 40 minutes of discussion on the marriage, the ex. And just side note, it's very weird. The entire time they do not utter the word Selena. That's so weird. Not once. It is her or she or the ex. And look, that was clearly a choice. I don't Mm. know why. Perhaps it was so there was no sound grabs of Hayley saying the name that could be taken out of context and put into TikToks. Mm. Because she speaks a lot in this about how she hates that everything she says gets chopped and changed and taken out of context. Mm. And that she knows this is going to happen with this. It's really strange to listen to because it almost gives more weight to Selena as a person in this story. Mm. Like, it makes her like a Voldemort. Like, why can't you say her name? Like, she's not, she's not going to like Avada Kedavra you, you know? Like, (laughs) 
it's just very the Harry strange. Potter references they're coming out. Yeah, <laughs> like it is weird. I have heard audio grabs from this podcast and I was like, this is weird that you're not saying her name. If anything, it makes it sound like Haley's scared of her. The reaction to this has been somewhat muted. Like people are like, oh, well, bit boring, which one I don't think is that surprising. Like Haley was never going to come out and be like, yes, we were cheating or like, yes, there was an overlap. Yeah. The thing is... People are discussing, like, why is she talking about this? They've been married for four years, let it go. And I can see that point of view. I can also understand Hayley finally wanting to say her piece. She talks about not wanting confrontation and how she's scared of that and trying to overcome that and be able to, like, stand up for herself. And so I really, really understand that. But I don't know if it was worth it. Mm. Because the thing is, this is now almost giving a legitimacy to the speculation that wasn't necessarily there beforehand. It's also already got social media dredging up things from the past about, you know, when Hayley was a teenager, she was kind of a Selena stan. Yes. And then when her and Justin first started sort of like seeing each other, when I think it was like 2014, 2015, Mm. she followed like Selena hate accounts and just lots of petty teenage stuff. She was so young. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like, this is the thing. This would make sense to me if she came out and did like a Meghan Markle on Oprah, like expose. I'm actually going to be honest. I'm going to talk about how this really made me feel. I'm going to talk about private stuff that me and Justin talked about. I'm going to say that I contacted, I'm making things up here, by the way. Like, I contacted <laughs> Selena and we hashed it out. And like, one time she sent me really mean texts or whatever. Like, if she was actually going to give us something of substance that we haven't seen speculated about for years, but she kind of just came out and did this sort of like wet, sad, beige couch version of an interview. (laughs) Like it's just very beige, isn't it? And I just think now you've just made it worse because you've Mm. just said a bunch of cryptic things. About something that happened so long ago. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this is something that she has to deal with all the time. People are still like Jelena, you know, the couple name, and there's that first love thing. It was like for a lot of younger millennials and Gen Z, they were kind of like the couple Mm. of the time. And so you do have Haley like getting shit way down the track where she absolutely should not. Like, do not send people, hey, that's fucking no. weird. But yeah, I think that she's kind of just like compounding this in a way that didn't need to happen. Let's talk about the second major takeaway, which is another reason I don't think that this really needed to happen, is that something that people are pulling out is like the big lie. Where Haley is asked about whether Selena has asked her fans not to send hate or not to be mean. At any point, did Justin or any, literally anyone, ever ask his ex to help put an end to the harassment that her fans put you through? No. What I will say is that she has been in this industry much longer than I have. And maybe there's something that she knows about, like, it wouldn't fix anything. But then she says, like, it would be amazing if she did that, implying that she has not asked people. So it's kind of like a mixed answer to the question. And people have pulled this out as the main lie. And like immediately listening to it, I was like, oh, but I'm pretty sure Selena has done that Mm. as someone who's weirdly across Selena Gomez as a person. (laughs) She actually said on an Instagram Live in 2019, after she released Lose You to Love Me, I'm not going to sing two days in a row, but it's the big big Bieber breakup song, right? And she went on Instagram, was like, don't send people hate. I do not stand for women tearing women down. And I will never, ever be by that. 
So please be kind to everyone. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If you're my fans, don't be rude to anybody, please. Don't go off and say things that that you just feel in the moment. And just please, for me, know that that's not my heart. And my, my heart is only to release things that I feel that are me and that I'm proud of. I feel like at the end of the day, all of this just feels like you said, dredging up the past. And I'm actually a really big Justin and Haley fan mm. girl now, like more recently. I think as I've seen their marriage continue and also the way they talk about it and they're very honest about the struggles that they've had. Mm, they are, I'm yeah. really rooting for them. And I think it's been so long now, let's leave the Selena stuff in the past. And so when I saw that she was going to do this podcast, I thought, oh, great, like address stuff, but address it in this way of shutting it down once and for all. But I think potentially she just got nervous or her people got nervous and she's just gone in a bit weak on a lot of these topics and it's just brought it back up. So I think the timing of this is probably on purpose. Selena announced a documentary that comes out in November that's going to talk through a six-year period about her mental health and stuff. And she hasn't spoken about Justin or Hayley in like a couple of years. So I personally don't think that that's going to be a big topic in the doc. Mm. She probably will touch on if that relationship impacted her mental health in any way, which she has said before it did. So perhaps it's trying to get ahead of that story. I don't know. I think that Hayley went in thinking, you know, let's put these rumours to rest. Let's end this conversation. Let's just like move on and stop talking about my husband's ex. I think it's probably had the opposite impact. Well, I hope you feel very well informed about Bieber, Selena, Jelena drama now. I could talk that. about it for hours. I could too, but we can't. This episode <laughs> of The Spill was produced by Chelsea McLaughlin sitting across from me and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We will, of course, see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill's Instagram page. Bye. Bye. Bye.